What's up, everybody, and welcome in to episode 24 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about, I'm going to be positive, guys, two of the more exciting teams in the NFL, up-and-coming teams, maybe, (laughs) and those would be the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. I am one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden, and boy... It's finally exciting football time again. I'm so ready for this. Football yeah, think, is almost uh, back. It is. Well, the draft is here, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sneaks up on me every year. Genuinely does. <sighs> sure does. And uh, I think, like, towards the end of last season of shows, you said sometimes it's better for the season to end and I'll start liking football again. At this time of year, like, you start liking football earlier because you're a team with a high draft pick. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is the this is the one time of year where it's kind of exciting to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan it's yeah. because we're picking number one. That's the only excitement I get all year, and you better believe I'm making the most of it. And then they make <laughs> the wrong pick, and then the process <laughs> starts all over. Right. Right. But well, Sammy, this, how you doing, man? You know what, Oscar? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for asking. How you been? I'm pretty good. We uh we talked a little before we started this show, so we got into mm-hmm. detail, but um, you know, life goes on. Big things are happening. For those of you who don't know us, um we are, you know, pretty young. We're we're basically fresh out of college. Oscar's gonna be graduating here pretty soon with a master's degree. I just I just started a new job uh, at AT&T or I'm about to. Um which is uh you know, so there's a lot of exciting stuff going on in our lives. Um and why I'm grateful right now that we're on a uh we're not on a weekly schedule of these podcasts. Uh, yeah, easy time yeah life lives. is a little crazy. Certainly, certainly. But we will be full-time weekly uh, once the football season starts, as always. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we get into <clears throat> quick questions, little preview of what the show is going to be like. NBA playoffs are in full swing, so we'll have to do some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to do some Spurs talk. Everyone knows we're big Spurs fans. Absolutely. Some pretty, I'd, I'd say almost seismic NFL news. <laughs> happened today um yeah it doesn't feel nearly as big because this has been like the craziest off season ever but uh it's we'll a big one that. it's, it's a, big a big one, one. yeah texans and jags you know there's a little bit of news so we'll hop there and then we're going to end the show with a mock draft uh we've been sort of hinting that we're going to do that for the last couple episodes so Got to do one now because the draft is now eight days away. It's om- next week, man. Next week. Yeah. And again, but, uh, just as a reminder, we will be doing a live broadcast during the first round. Sure uh, will. We did it last year. It's one of our favorite things we do. So if you're interested, tune in then because we will be uh, reacting not only to the the Texans and the and the Jaguars making horrible picks, but um, <laughs> the entirety of that first round. So look forward to that. 
And with uh, how crazy the NFL has been this offseason, I feel like uh, the draft might be crazy too. Like teams are uh, balls to some, wall. Some is in down. the water. Some is in the water where yeah. teams are just they just trying to mix shit up, and I I'm here for it honestly. Yeah, um, makes it more makes it more fun. Makes it like a almost reality show. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, should we hop into our quick questions? Yeah, yeah ask you me a question. You wanna, oh, okay, no. my, you want me to start? My, uh, you start, you, you start. You, <laughs> nah, you got it. Go, go, go. Okay. Well, we, uh, you almost spoiled this, uh, but I wanted to ask you as my quick question, Sammy, you had some big news today. Yeah. Tell us about it. Uh, my big news today is, uh, I, uh, I've been working at, uh, at a, my first job out of college with at and I've been in a program coming up through that program for the last about eight months. And today I've already, I already signed my offer letter for a full-time position moving forward, but today was my actual graduation. And yes, sir. Uh, so I am, for, I have the paper to prove it. And I, uh, I, and here in about a week and a half, I will be moving on, uh, moving out uh, of the location I'm in, moving to the headquarters in Dallas and starting what feels like my first real big boy job. So He's big I'm, time, y'all. I am big time. I'm going corporate, and I'm not looking back. Uh, and I am very excited for it, honestly. So, um, you know, just just ready to get it started with. Well, I will speak for all of the. We need a name for our listeners. Mm-hmm. The the pain heads. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop yeah. it. Just uh, we can get something better quick. than that. Yeah. Um, and say we're proud of you, Sammy. Hey, there's Thank Dalton you. saying Thank let's you. fucking go. There we yes, go. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate that. We're all that. proud of you. I appreciate the love. Um, my quick question, I am going to break the rules here a little bit. So Uh-oh. it's okay. It's not really a question. It's more of a mini segment that we should do. And it's a point okay. I want to make. What I think is we don't put enough um, stock into the idea that the name of the player in the draft matters as much as it does because it does matter. I I'm telling you it matters because the players who are really good have a cool name. They always do. Always. Yeah. They I'd always have a different name. That's true. Like 99% of the time. Almost so I, always. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm almost with you. always. So if I'm a team, I'm looking at, Good. I'm, I'm, I'm saying a name to myself, eyes closed, and I'm saying, can I picture that player as an all-pro? Can I picture a kid looking up to a player and saying, I want to be like that guy, okay? And there's positions it doesn't matter as much for. You yeah. know, offensive line, yeah, it's you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. But especially skill positions, cornerback, like names matter. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. A, a couple of them that pop off the board here. You know, and you can and chime in here if you have a, na- a name that comes to mind. Sauce Gardner, oh, baby. great name. Great name. You know, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Derek Stingley Jr., another good cornerback name. Um, Aiden Hutchinson's not a terrible name. I'll give not him that. awful. I think it works for him. However, Kayvon Thibodeau, Fucking way better. Badass. Way better name. Yeah. You know, I'm all over it, you know. If I'm taking an offensive lineman first, the first offensive lineman off the board for me is going to be Iki Aquano. Easily. Because of Easily. his name. I'm going to take him over Evan Neal 
and Charles Cross <laughs> yeah. because those aren't football player names. Yeah, I'm, you're right. I, I, I promise you this is a real thing, okay? I, I like I'm it, Sam. I'm telling you. So if I – all I'm saying – and especially it, it matters the most to me in the late rounds when people start getting drafted that I have no idea who they are. If they've got a good name, I'm in. I'm in. Welcome to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Exactly. So, you know, I just wanted to bring – put the spotlight on the fact that this drafting thing is simple, man. It's not just that hard. Just go for hard. the name. Go yeah. for the name. That's all I'm saying. No like one's it. tried it before. No one's tried it before. We don't know <laughs> if it works. Well, we don't know if anyone's tried it before. That's true. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, as we get to our mock later, then we'll, we'll get to implement our uh, practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will be picking some based off of that. That yeah, will factor into my and, decision. Uh, you know, I've done a bunch of mocks for the Texans in the last couple of weeks. You get to the later rounds, and it's like I, I couldn't tell you one thing. Listen, about this guy, I'm I want to draft strictly off of name. I like to think that I know football pretty well, but I will not even I, like I can't lie to you guys. We're gonna do a mock draft here, seven rounds, and by the time we get to the seventh round, I'll know some some people, but. A lot of those people, I'm gonna have no idea. I and certainly haven't haven't seen them play. So, you know, as fans, that just kind of comes with the territory. Unless you're a super 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 fan. Yeah. Um, and we we're like almost there. We've got a podcast about this stuff, but uh, yeah. You get to uh, the Northern Iowa second string <laughs> corner. And I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it gets I'm a little, little hard. Yeah. Uh, well, let's shift into NBA playoffs talk. Absolutely. Uh, most teams have played two games. I, I think that every series is will have played their second game by tonight. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, they will have. Because the Celtics and Nets play, and then the uh, Bucks and Bulls play, and those will be their game two. Yeah. Um, who has been, what has been your favorite series to watch so far? Um, best game so far has been, was the Nets Celtics game one. Yeah. That's the best one. Hard to, hard to say that's the, my favorite series because we haven't seen game two, but I really do think that that series is going to go to seven games. And yeah, so I'm going to put too. that one as the best series so far, like the best series of the first round. Um, I'll like honorable mention wise, like, um, I won't say series-wise, but game-wise, watching the Timberwolves win game one was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Watching the Mavericks beat the Jazz game night. two. Yeah, yeah. Watching the Mavericks win game two against the Jazz, that was a ton of Dude, fun. that was so fun. Seeing Jalen Brunson absolutely light it up, light it up was fantastic. With tribute, 41 points. Yes. And then, um, like, this one was fun to watch to a certain degree, but, like, it's not as good as the rest of them, but watching the Pelicans win game two, game two, um, and watching specifically Brandon Ingram absolutely go nuts Dude, was fantastic. Yeah. It's just a shame that that Devin Booker got hurt, and we'll yeah, see and how that. Like we'll see what happens. Be out at least games three and, and four, so that you know, become I'm, a series maybe. Maybe I, like I'm positive that the Suns will still beat the Pelicans. Yeah, but. Hopefully I, Devin Booker comes back healthy before round two because it yes. could get dicey yeah. for him. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, then you know if if Luca comes back, 
they could be playing the Mavs next round. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that becomes a very dangerous, dangerous uh, situation for the Suns. Yep. Um, I would agree. I think that Celtics Nets has by far been the best uh, series, even though it's only been one game. Game two starts in 22 minutes. So maybe this episode Mm -hmm. won't be as long as usual. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, I, the Bulls keeping it close with the Bucks in game one was interesting. I, I don't think that'll be the case. No. I think I personally, forward. I think it's going to be a four game series. Okay. Wow. And Sweet. I, and I think the only reason it's a five game series or, or anything like that is if the Bulls are like resting up, but I don't think they do. Giannis doesn't do that ever. So um, yeah. I think it's going to be a four game series or at least if it's a five game series, it's going to be very decisive. Uh, decisive. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Um and I do want to pick your brain on something. How do you feel about the Kyrie versus uh, Boston fans? Man, I love it. I, I love, love it too. When I'm all in. I know like, it's awesome. Like Trey, the Hawks have been disappointing in Miami so far, but Trey Young being like the Eastern Conference villain has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyrie being just the Boston villain, like everywhere else, I feel like you know people might have stances on how he went about the vaccine. Uh, yeah. But I don't think that matters so much anymore with the playoffs being in full swing and yeah. everywhere else people are fine with him. But in Boston, man, he's flipping the double birds behind his hair. Oh, I love like, it, dude. I'm all in on it. Honestly, yeah. it makes it like people, people used to get mad about like how we don't have bad, like, bad guys in the NBA. Exactly. The NBA. There's like the rivalries between like, as far as fans are concerned, isn't there anymore. And now and we now have people coming out and mad. saying, yeah. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't get I don't it. Get it at all. And frankly, I think players should be able to do it to a certain extent, obviously. Yeah. Don't but kind of go, kind of go back at the fans a little bit. If they, yes, if they cross the line, sure. like, I think that should absolutely, absolutely be allowed. So, I'm yeah, I'm here for it. Fans, especially courtside fans, for the most part, suck. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they say I'm. I I can guarantee you, Kyrie Irving has heard a lot of shit in his life on that court, big time. And you know, if he wants to give a little bit of it back, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, I like uh, that he's embracing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Most disappointing series so far, I'm giving hands down to Sixers Raptors. I thought that, that would yes. be. I, I didn't. Some people were picking the Raptors or at least saying it was going to be seven games. I thought, you know, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, they were going to make it, you know, a five or six game series at the most. Um, but man, it's been disappointing. And frankly, Maxey's gone nuclear. Yeah, um, not the only been big guy to go no. nuclear so far. No, he has not. Um, but he's gone nuclear, and Scotty Barnes has been out. And it'll be interesting to see if it changes anything, the fact that Matisse Thibel won't be able to play in Toronto, either of the games, because of the vaccine mandate. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think the Raptors will still take at least one of these games. Yeah. Um. It's, it's only you know, they've only played two games. There's still time for this to be a series. Um. But I think the Sixers have. I think people were maybe a little too harsh or low on the Sixers, um, coming in. And it's it's something something to remember here is that the Raptors 
a lot of their team is really <sighs> younger side. I, I just don't think they're ready yet to actually contend. That's um, fair, but they've got a lot of promise. Um, yes, and absolutely. Harris has got them playing hard. So I, I really thought this would be a better series, but it is Joel Embiid, and he finished second in MVP probably. So yeah. Um, um, the other slightly disappointing series has been Warriors Nuggets, but I can't even call that disappointing because the Warriors are just so much fun to watch, man. Oh, absolutely. They're playing out of their mind um, and they're making anyone, they're making all the people who were, this was the one of the, I think this may have been the stupidest thing going into the playoffs that people were saying. Um, they were talking about how uh, Draymond, Curry and Clay hadn't played, had played 11 minutes together. And so they didn't have any chemistry. Those guys have been playing together for so long like at such years. a higher level. They have, <laughs> they do not need to worry about chemistry between them. Like, yeah. my goodness. Um, I never saw that as a problem, frankly. And uh, you're seeing it now. And it's, you're seeing now, like, it's coming to fruition how impressive it is that, um, that Nikola Jokic brought this team this far and did oh, so yeah. well this season because that team's just not good enough. Not at all. Their second um, best player, like, might be Aaron Gordon or Will yeah. Barton. And without sorry, those guys are, probably aren't the second best player on the Spurs. And the like, Spurs with, suck. <laughs> the problem is without Jamal Murray and without MPJ, they're just they're not contenders, and the Warriors are. And so, yeah. you know, it's going to be a beat down. It sucks because people are saying, "Oh, this is why he shouldn't be MVP. They're going to get swept again in the first round." In my opinion, this is a perfect case for why he should be MVP. He carried this team to the sixth best record in the West. And the same record as like the Bucks and the Sixers. Yeah. So I you know. He's gonna win MVP and I think he deserves it as well. But I wish he could be a, at least a win or two before they get knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, and you know, maybe maybe he does. He could it's he's one of the best players in the league. He could go superstar mode, have yeah. like forty, twenty and eight or whatever and oh, absolutely pull it out but i think that's pretty good why it said uh about tyrese maxi going nuclear he's not the only maxi to go nuclear he uh i think is referring to the player that set the mavs record for the most threes in a playoff game coming from warsburg germany and that would be maxi kleba it is Maxi Kleba. He has gone nuclear. He is better than Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, I think Done that's. Deal. I, I think we all agree. Yeah. Done deal. Luke is being traded. <laughs> um, you know you I. Have... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you got. I, I was just gonna say last thing on the Mavs was just like they haven't won a a playoff series yet with Luca, um, which has been really unfortunate and they've gotten really close and they played a really tough Clippers team two years both times. Yeah. Um, and this is like their chance where I was like, sure. I like, I'm positive if Lucas in the series that the Mavericks win this series. And then they and got they hurt can, in game 82. Got hurt in game 82 playing when he honestly didn't really need to. Yeah. And, um, you know, I still think the Mavs win this series, but, 
now it's you know it's certainly not a not a uh, set in stone thing. So especially uh, if um, he is now questionable for game three. So if he plays right. game three, if he has semi healthy game three, I think that the Mavs could win out. I mean, I was I was saying that if the Mavs went down 0-2 and then Luka came back, that I still like I would put money on them to win the series because I like their odds at that point. Yeah. Um, like I just think the Mavericks are better. I think the Jazz are broken, and so God, it but, been, but it's been tough to watch, dude. It's been so. I mean, I've never been that big of a Jazz fan, especially. I think Rudy Gobert, if if. Not for James Harden. Rudy Gobert is probably my most hated player in the league. Um, so I wasn't necessarily rooting for them, but it just sucks that this team that had a lot of potential, they had the best record in the NBA last year. Uh, this is not going to Just can't figure it out. Yeah. And it's, I, you know, I'm basically certain, especially if they get knocked out first round, that this team's getting blown up in the offseason. Yeah, they're blowing it up. So. Unfortunate, but any know, other playoff got... thoughts, or should we talk about our Spursies? Let's talk some Spurs real quick. Okay, uh, I'll I'll give our pick update, and then you can just give whatever thoughts you want. So we finished with the ninth best lottery odds, which is pretty good. The uh, lottery happens in I think three weeks, so that's exciting. We have a top or a, a 20.5% chance to end up with a top four pick. I like those odds. And like a four and a half percent chance at the number one pick. So it could happen. Um, and then we also have two other picks. We have the 20th overall from the Raptors and the 25th overall from the Celtics. So yes. Um, good. Lot of draft capital, a lot of draft capital. Um, right now, the biggest thing is, frankly, just waiting for the lottery. Yeah. And hope and hope and hope that we get a top four pick. Um, but as far as draft strategy, the Spurs are not good enough to be drafting really for need, in my opinion. And if they end up with the ninth overall pick and, you know, Keegan Murray's off the table and stuff like that, those big power forwards, like I really think – you draft best player available. Yeah, they're gonna, and you live they're with going it. to. We have yeah. a lot of guards, but that's okay. Mods are Lonnie Walker is probably not going to be on this team next year. Yeah. Um. So there's going to be openings and stuff like that. Um. And it's very much a draft the best player available when you can. Josh Primo is still growing a lot. The doctors still project him to grow up to like six eight or six nine, and that could happen this off season. And then we have a forward. Exactly. So, you know, this team does not have an, enough of an identity and enough proven, like, high-caliber pieces to get iffy on, like, what position you're drafting. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. That's that's my opinion. Um, and also, don't, in the later picks, don't, a couple years ago, and I will never let this go, I wanted, I wanted, Oscar can attest to this. I wanted us to draft Brandon Clark. 18th overall, I believe. It's either 18th or 19th. And we went with Luka Samanich. Yep. If you're wondering, is no longer a spur. No, he plays for the Rochester Knicks. 
Yes, and he is probably out of the league for good. Yeah. Um, and I just caution. I know, I know who I'm speaking to. The Spurs have been really good at drafting late twenty and stuff like that, and we've gotten some great international players over the years. But please take a guy who has proven production. So you I, do not want the new Nikola Jovic. See, it's it's different. I guess I guess we have two twenty twenty ish round twenty ish pick. If yeah. we took one guy, sure. But I need one guy added to our team that has the production there. Yeah, I like it. And um, and I think they will, especially considering uh, some of the big-name centers from college basketball are going to fall um, or are projected to fall currently. So if we were to end up with, like, a Christian Coloco out of uh, Arizona – to be a backup mm-hmm. big, like he's got plenty of proven production. Um, yeah, I don't just, know. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, I. When they picked Lucas Emmich, I had I had very little faith that it was going to work out, and look what happened. You were right. Yeah. And I would just like to at least start off their career with some with some hope. Okay. That's all I want. Okay. Well, want. to be fair. You said the same thing when we picked Devin Vassell over Tyrese Halliburton, and that was not the right pick. We know that now. But Devin Vassell's been very good. He had like eight threes or something, seven threes in our playing game. He has been good. I, and I cannot rag on him because he is still young. He's still – and he's looking like he's going to be a quality 3 and D guy for us. So You just wish it was Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton is objectively better. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, we I think we can move on. And actually, get to football. I have, I have one last question before for we move it. on. So there's been a lot of debate. Is Pop retiring? I personally do not think that he is. But if he were to, and the Jazz blow it up, someone that's been linked to be his successor is Quinn Snyder, the Jazz coach. He. Uh, coached the Austin Spurs before. How would you feel if he was the succession plan to Greg Popovich? Um, I wouldn't feel terrible about it. I think he's a pretty good coach. That's about where I am. It worries me a lot, like, the the problems with – it seems like there's, pr- like, a little bit of infighting on the Jazz. A lot. And, and that, I mean – who knows if he has anything to do with that. He might be, it might not be even a little bit his fault, but it always worries me when teams have infighting, like what is the coach doing to solve that stuff like that. Um, so, but certainly I would be fine with it. And if it actually happens and he's announced as the head coach of the Spurs, I would be ecstatic until he proves otherwise. Um, however, I'm with you. I don't think pop is leaving. Um, and that mainly comes from like coaching is Pop's life, and yeah. he's older and he does have kids and he has grandkids that he wants to spend time with. But coaching is his life, and he—I don't think he's going to leave until he feels like he has to. Um, and. 
I, yeah, I just I you know I I I don't know what Pop does after coaching, and I don't think he knows what he does after coaching. So yeah, I, I say he stays. Yeah, I I agree, especially he loves traveling, and it seems like he really likes hanging out with these guys. So, yeah, I think it keeps him young. Victor said, "I love Coach Pop," Ugh. and he's not even a Spurs fan. I don't think. I think he's a big uh, big Bucks fan. Mm. For what reason? <laughs> He's got the Kenny ties, man, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, actually, I think he's a LeBron fan. I think he's a Lakers fan. Oh, yeah. But LeBron fan. But he loves Coach Pop, so I'll, I'll give him that. All right, mm. let's move on to football stuff. The yes. seismic uh, news that I referred to earlier is Debo Samuel asking for a trade. Give me yep. your first reaction. Um, wow. My first reaction, honestly, was how many good years has Debo had? I'd say two. Would you? Yeah. I'll give him a year and a half. Okay. That's fair. He's been in – don't get me wrong. He was absolutely phenomenal this past year. Yeah. One of the best weapons in the league. But he's a player that's been injured before. Yeah. He's a player that, you know, he's coming from an offense where the 49ers offense, it seems like every different year there's a different player that's the new guy of that offense. Yeah. That blows enough. up. He's rolled up in the fact that he's asking for a exorbitant amount of money. Well, the Niners um, have offered it to him. Really? I did yeah. not know this. This is news to me. Yes, so the Niners have offered him exactly what he wanted, and he said it's not about the money. I do not want to play the role that I played in this offense last year. Which is interesting to me because he was the offense. Yeah. So what does he want? Um, I, you know, I, it sort of goes on based on what you've seen, what you've heard, but apparently he does not like taking all the hits at running back, which is fair. Running backs have a much shorter, shorter career than wide receivers do. Um, and he is a very talented wide receiver. So I, I understand from that aspect, I don't necessarily think that it, he should resort to asking for a trade because a I problem. Shanahan would work around that with him. But the problem is this for him. He's done it. It's proven to work really well. Yeah. Any team that he goes to is going to want to use him like that. I agree. I, I don't know if, if like, he was going to be traded. The next team is going to tell him, and maybe they'd be lying to him, but they're going to say that we're not going to put as much mileage on you at running back. They're going to line him up a couple times a game, but he was getting like 10 carries a game towards the back half of the season with the Niners. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's just like, if I am in a team and I'm trading for him, I want to utilize him the way I want to utilize him. You know, if I'm going to trade for him and pay him all his money, like if I'm a fan of that team, I know for a fact there'll be at least one game in the season where I'm yelling at the TV. Cause I'm like, just run it with Debo and they aren't going to do it. And well, the good news is, and this will sort of shift into my uh, big Texans take, and then we can do Texans and Jags news a little bit. 
is I think the Texans already have their RB1 in Marlon Mack, so it doesn't matter. Debo, come play wide receiver for us. <laughs> um, fair. Fair, if that's what you believe, then fair. Um, and if he's not if he's not going to take all those carries at running back, is he a good enough pure wide receiver to – or like to get that much money, the money he's asking for. Yes, I I say wholeheartedly yes. Through the so you, you oh good. Mike Clay from ESPN tweeted through the first eight games of the regular season, he was leading the the NFL in scrimmage yards and had nine total carries in the uh, in those first nine games. Okay, and uh, I mean the last thing I heard, and this is. I mean, this could be off, but the last thing I heard was he's asking somewhere in the ballpark of like 25 mil. I think it was 22, but yeah, it's all relative at that point. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'll, like I say all this and I have, I have Twitter and I follow Jaguars people on that Twitter and um, it's very easy to convince me of things, and I've been fully convinced that we should trade for the, him too. Uh, yeah. So, and if we traded for him, I would be the biggest Debo supporter in the world. I yeah. saw, I saw some people are getting a little too carried away. One guy started. There's a whole debate about whether or not if uh, the Jaguars adding Debo would make them a, a Super Bowl contender, um, <laughs> which is a little. A little rich for my blood, but well, I'll, you know I'll throw it right back at you. Some Texans fans said that adding Debo would automatically make Davis Mills a top five quarterback. So right, okay. So it's very. I mean, you could go on any Twitter for any NFL team, and you'll find people that are apps with. So you'll find some absolute ludicrous takes. Um, nice and, and rational, you know, uh, takes by the. But you know, and, and as long as we don't touch our number one pick, um. You know, I wouldn't be extremely opposed to adding Debo. I I don't think we will because we're paying Christian Kirk a lot of money. Yeah. Well, he's better than Debo Samuel, so. (laughs) You're damn right he is. Damn right. Oh, anyway. So, (laughs) would you like to hear my ideal Texans round one? And this involves Debo. Let's hear it. Hit me with it. So the Saints made a big play, I, th- I think, b- by the last time we recorded. But if not, they traded the Eagles a bunch of future picks. It was, in my opinion, an awful trade for them mm-hmm. uh, to get a second first-round pick in this draft. And now the Saints have, like, the 15th and the 18th or something like that. The idea that a lot of people are having is that they're wanting to use these two picks to move up to draft their quarterback of the future. Texans, we can move down. We can move down from three. If you yeah. if you want to give us the 16th and the 18th and, you know, a future three or something like that, I, I would be accepting that trade in a heartbeat. Do that. Trade one of those three picks, 13, 15, 18, because we also have 13 from uh, Cleveland for Debo Samuel, and then use those other two picks on a defensive and an offensive lineman. And then whatever happens the rest of the draft, I am so happy. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, no, that would be fantastic. 
Yeah, um, it's never going to happen in a million years, but that is yeah. my ideal Texans round one. And I think that, frankly, best case scenario for the Jaguars is also a trade back. Yeah. Because there's no guy in this draft. There's no yeah. there's no Miles Garrett in this draft. Um, so I think a trade back would be best case for both of us. Um, we'll see if there's, you know, any, any, but because a trade back is best case scenario. That means that there's probably not a whole lot of teams wanting to trade up. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think the Jaguars will be picking one overall. Um, and frankly, I think the Texans will be picking three overall too. Yeah, um, I, I think so too. I think the movement probably starts around six because that's where the Panthers draft, and right. they're they're the first team that is maybe looking quarterback. So, not the best. Right. It sucks that in both our NFL fandoms and our NBA fandom, uh, our teams finally have high. Well, I guess the Jags had a first, the number one overall pick last year, but our yep. teams have high-ish picks. And in neither draft is the the pool of talent very deep. So it's uh Yeah. And yeah, it, it I mean best case perfect world, there'd be a stud quarterback in this draft that someone yeah, would trade up to people one. People want today. to move up for. Yeah. Not gonna happen though. Um so tough spot to be in, but there's I mean, we'll get into it in our mock draft a little bit more, but there's several guys that I would be happy with adding to the roster. Um, that I think are safe enough to where they're like, yeah, this guy will be on the team for years and be good at the very least. Um, will you think that if the Jags draft Trevon Walker, number one overall? I really hope that doesn't happen. I really hope it doesn't. My only my only reason why it might be is Trevon Walker kind of sounds like a good defensive end name yeah you're right it kind of does it kind of really works as defensive end name you know what else worked as a defensive end name what jadavian Clowney. <laughs> that is an all-timer and to be fair he was really good yeah he was fine he was fine worth the number one overall pick not when you see that uh aaron and khalil mack were drafted the pick agreed back. Yes, so I, I let's be clear. I do not want the Jaguars to take Trayvon Walker number one at all. He didn't produce at, at Georgia; like it just didn't happen. Um, yeah. yeah, and it, uh, it, it yeah. So we'll see. More Jags number one overall pick buzz. <laughs> I think I retweeted this with the uh, our podcast Twitter. Someone texted someone who's very close to people inside the Jags organization and asked, will Trent Baalke's hate for Jim Harbaugh, they both work together in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. preclude him from taking Harbaugh's guy and Aiden Aiden Hutchinson, number one overall? And the person said, oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That is... um... Alarming. Sure is. To say the least. Um, and, you know, 
I don't have a lot of faith in Trent Baalke, frankly. No, I don't know why he's still the general manager. I don't know. I don't know why he got the job in the first place, but um, one thing that he has kind of done, or he did with the 49ers, was draft pretty good defensive linemen. Yeah. So I, that's the saving grace here, but I and don't then know. The I, final... Frankly, yeah, I, I think Aiden Hutchinson's the right choice at one for us. We'll yeah. see if he actually makes that choice. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. And the final Jags draft buzz that I've heard, uh, and then we'll talk about the, the quick moves Texans and Jags have made before we hop into our mock draft, Yep, is that Doug Peterson is really pushing offense with the number one overall pick. And so that probably means one of the top tackles. How do you feel about that one? Oh, we may have lost Sammy here. I'll tell you how I feel, and it is not great. Uh, You know, if the Jags were to go number one with Evan Neal or Ikiakuanu, that'd be fine, protect their quarterback. But they already have two tackles semi-entrenched and they need a lot of help on defense so I answered my own question but Sam can you uh can you hear me still no okay well I'll shift into uh the other moves the Jags and Texans have made while I wait for Sam to talk Um, so as far as the Jags go, Sam was talking about Trent Baalke drafting defensive players well, defensive linemen well. One of the ones that he sort of missed on was Arden Key. <clears throat> Sorry about He's that. Back, ladies Little and technical gentlemen. difficulties there. We're back again. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, my question was... So did you hear the Doug Peterson thing that I said? Uh, no, I did not. So the the last bit of Jags buzz about who they're going to pick is that Doug Peterson really wants it to be offense, which probably means top tackle. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I don't hate that, honestly. Um, I agree with that. Like, like I, I, like I'm pretty sure that we're going to be offensive heavy on this draft, just because it seems like we have gone fully on board with the um, give Trevor everything, give him everything, and let's yeah. see if he as is you that should, guy. as you should. Yeah, I think that's the right approach. Um, so, like, if we went offensive lineman one overall. That's okay, but. We've kind of got our tackles semi figured out. Yeah. Like that's not really the big holes. The big hole is guard and, and center right now. And while I firmly believe that any of the top three tackles on the board are better than um, better than our current left tackle, Cam Robinson, who we're paying a lot of money to, to franchise tag. Um, I just think we've, I think they've already kind of decided that, 
the tackle positions is something we're, we're going to stand pat on for right now, at least in the first round. Well, not if Doug Peterson uh, has anything to say about it. That's what true. I was saying while that's you were true. gone, my take on it was it'd be fine, uh, you know, protect Trevor Lawrence, but you do sort of have tackles entrenched and the Jags need a ton of help on defense. So I, I personally would go one of the DNs. I would too. I would too. And um, like, I'm totally fine with going DN here and then attacking offense in round two and three, going heavy, um, you know, get another wide receiver or an offensive line or, or a stellar offensive lineman or, or something else. help Trevor out. But I really think you should be, we should be taking um, best player available. And yeah, to me, and that's whoever's on their board. Is the guy. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. And, you know, me and Oscar aren't NFL scouts, so we yeah. don't know where we're talking about. But... Yeah, that's important to clear up. <laughs> I will also say in, our, in like the defense of the regular people versus scouts, I do think that sometimes scouts get too smart for themselves. Oh, and GM too smart for themselves, and they big talk time. like, especially with Trent Baalke, they've been talking with the Trayvon Walker, st- uh, Trayvon, yeah, Trayvon Walker stuff. Um, they've been talking about how he, in years past, has always has almost always gone for the guy with the physical traits over yep. the guy with the proven um, numbers. Yep. Um, but which worries me with Trayvon Walker, but um, just, I hope he has smart people around him that are telling him that that's a bad idea. One of those, and I started talking about this, one of those athletic guys that he drafted that did not pan out on the D line was Arden key. And he just signed with the Jags. So maybe him getting one of his former guys sort of calms him down and they'll draft Aiden Hutchison or Kevon Thibodeau. Right. And, you know, Arden Key signing, it was one year, four million. So it was literally just a flyer. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm cool with. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool. I, I would be happy if the Texans did that. And then, yeah. Uh, other bit of Jags news Brandon Linder, your center retired. Is there a succession place and succession yeah. in place, or is that something that y'all will address in the draft? Certainly something that we're going to be looking to address. Um, And, you know, I don't, I can't say that we're going to take a center with a top pick by any means. Um, But, um, but um, I think that we will take a interior lineman at some point. You got to. And there will be a lot of mixing around of that interior offensive line, I believe. Um, our center right now, as it stands, is Tyler Shatley, who is not. Sorry, <laughs> is not. He is not. By no means is he a bad offensive lineman, and he's been with the team for a long time, and he's played a lot of minutes. Um, I would like the audience to know that my super awesome girlfriend is in attendance right now. And she just texted me Shatley. So there's your shout out, Sydney. Thank you for listening, Sydney. <laughs> um, yeah. He's by no means is he terrible, but he's, he's, um, 
he's a backup center. Yeah. And he we will add some sort of center to this team. Gotta add some competition. Got to keep Trevor Lawrence yeah. upright. Yes. And um you know what? I would not be upset if we spent a pick on a guard and a center. Get this offensive line right or as close to it. Man, my take forever with the Texans as soon as we entered a semi-rebuild was just go into a draft, however many picks you have, just spend them all on offensive and defensive linemen because some of them are not going to work out, but there's just no way you don't come away with some talent there, and obviously that's never going to happen, but uh, if it did. It's it's that, it's that like – thing where it's all it's interesting if it what if a team took only cornerbacks in a draft yeah probably like have that like position that figured only, out yeah exactly like probably one of those guys you, you probably hit on or at least two, two maybe yeah um so if that's if that's your biggest mean like who knows um all right texans news because we got to get to our mock draft yeah i mentioned yes. this earlier we signed marlon mack one year, two million. All of these are basically flyers, except for we extended Brandon Cooks, and that was a mega deal. So Marlon Mack, former Colt, I think he's got a thousand yard rushing season. Uh, also, is coming off a major Achilles injury from a year and a half ago. So we'll see how it goes, but it's a flyer. I expect us to draft another running back uh, to bring in some competition. And of course, Rex Burkhead is still here. So a little bit of Marlon Mack knowledge. He does have 1000 yard season in 2019. He uh, rushed the ball 250 times for 1091 yards, four yards a carry, baby Uh, four yards a carry. That's more than Um, David Johnson had last year. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. I will say Marlon Mack had only rushed it four times in 2020 for 26 yards and only 28 times for 101 yards last season, so he's kind of been slacking. <laughs> I well, gave him the money. He uh, tore his Achilles in that first game of 2020, and then uh, in 2021 the, the Colts drafted Jonathan Taylor. So I think that makes sense. Sure, sure. <laughs> Hey, you can make all the excuses you want for your players. It's fine. Uh, no, I actually, I actually do. I am totally fine with the signing. Like it, like Oscar said, it's a complete flyer. Like just, he might be helpful. And man, I was, not- I was so happy when we signed him. Uh, and that tells you about the state of the Texans. Another guy, sort of a flyer, Deshaun Hamilton, former Bronco. We signed to a one-year, one million dollar contract, literally like the minimum. Uh, and he showed flashes as a Bronco. Yes. Yes, he did. I like that signing too. Like anytime you can get a guy who has upside, who has shown something, I'm in. Yeah. Very, very uh, happy about yeah. that because the Texans receiver room right now looks like Brandon Cooks, big fall off. And then it's like Nico Collins and like maybe Chris Conley and. So right. we'll probably draft someone else right. and then Deshaun Hamilton can be in the mix. And if he works out great. Um, and then I, my favorite signing of the Texans, of the off season, we signed Steven Nelson, former Seahawk and Steeler and lion. I think are the three teams he's played for 
to a two-year nine million dollar contract and i think that's a bargain because he's going to start for us day one yes he definitely will start and paying nine paying and doing two-year nine million for a starter is a bargain um definitely not in his prime anymore but but right still a serviceable right. corner but he's gonna play he's gonna play a lot of minutes for you guys yeah, our yes. our corner one last year was either lonnie johnson or uh Oh my God, the King Desmond King, and I think Stephen Nelson's better than both those guys. Right. And then Certainly. finally Certainly. mentioned it. Brandon Cooks signed to a mega extension. Uh, he, he he was under contract this year, and we signed him for two years extra for twenty million dollars a year. So the man was paid and paid well, and I'm very happy for him. Hopefully, this means. You know, he'll be like 32 at the end of this deal. And then from then on, he'll be a lot cheaper. So maybe maybe he's a Texan for life after uh, a lot of movement early in his career. I mean, part of the reason why he paid him was because he said he wanted to be with the Texans. He didn't want yeah. to move again. He liked it. I love that. And it's a, good, it's a good move by the Texans to pay a guy who has that mindset to show that things like that are rewarded. Long term, um, and you know, I, I think it's a wonderful move too, because without him, like that offense is very <laughs> devoid of talent. Um, but if we were to add Debo Samuel across from him, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, you can say that about a lot of teams. Yeah, you can say that about the Jaguars. So let's mock draft. Let's do it. Let's I'm hop in. Share my screen. Sam and I have a Zoom going, so he can see all the picks. Can you see that? Mm. Beautiful. I can see. All it. right, uh, seven rounds. I'll pick for the Texans. You pick for the Jags. Here we go. Bum 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 bum. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. So, so we've talked about it. I've alluded to it. We don't need to get huge into it right now. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, I believe, is the right pick here. I think he's the best player available. That's who we're taking. Yeah, that's who I would have taken also. And Trevon Walker went number two to the Lions, which makes me very happy because this is my auto pick. Kayvon Thibodeau, number three, Houston Texan. Welcome to Houston, baby. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I think Kayvon, people have been talking about him slipping out of top 10. Yeah. I, and I I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I, uh, I do not think that that's who the Texans will draft because they're all about the character culture, and he's had some concerns, I guess. Um, right. Um, and to be fair to the Texans, they have their big board, and they have a lot of holes. Yeah. And if they have a player higher on their big board and it fits one of those needs, like, that's they're going to take. Which yeah. And I can't, I can't fault them for that. If they go Sauce Gardner, if they go Kyle Hamilton, if they go one of the tackles, I'm not going to be too upset. Tackle, I sort of would be because, in my opinion, we have two tackles set. Um. But all those right. guys that I mentioned are off the board. I was hoping that Derek Stingley would slip to 13. He did not. The uh, Vikings picked him one pick before the Texans. So I'm back on the board. 
some of the guys that I like, uh, basically any good receiver that you want, Drake London, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave on the board, Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle out of Georgia, the stud is on the board. I think I'm going to go offense. I think I'm going to go wide receiver and I it's tough. All these wide receivers are so good, man. I think I'm going to go Jamison Williams. Yeah, he was so, so good for Alabama this season. Uh, really? And he's hurt, so he won't play until October and November. But honestly, that kind of works for the Texans because we want to be bad next year. So oh. we can end up towards the top of the draft again. Agreed. And I will say about Jamison Williams, um, I think he's a freaking stud. So, you know, I am totally cool with that pick. If you're going wide receiver, I think he is good enough to uh, to deserve that pick at 13. Um, and I, yeah, I got no problem with that. I would like to mention uh, we're at the next pit Jags pick, pick 33, round two. Uh, I would like to just mention that in this mock draft, uh, the Cowboys selected Kenyon Green inside lineman out of Texas A&M. Sure and did. That happy. <laughs> that makes me very, very happy. Um, that would be awesome for the Cowboys. So we're sitting here at pick 33, pick one of the second round. Um, you want to do me a favor and scroll, just scroll through a couple of the other names here. That we yeah, got. so two big linebackers, Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean, have fallen to the second round. Uh in my opinion, the fifth best wide receiver, Traylon Burks, has slipped. Some great edges have fallen. Yeah. Play Walker's good. Um, okay. All right. We can scroll back up. Um, okay. Uh, one more so thing before, could, you, before you get into your spiel about who you would but, like. One last thing on Jamison Williams. He, watching him when he was healthy, of course, Reminds me of Antonio Brown, man, and hopefully not anywhere close to that off the field, but the way that he can just play with SEC corners, make them believe he's going one way and go the other in like a half step is unbelievable. So that's all I wanted to say. Um, yeah, no. And anytime you can get a guy where you think he might be similar to a guy like that, like that's, that's big time. Um I do want to make mention that in this range, David Ojabo out of Michigan is there and he's the It seems like this happens like once a year, once every couple of years where one of the top prospects gets hurt and it's a pretty severe injury. And you have to ask yourself like, okay, he would have been a top 15 15 pick. Easy. Is it worth it now? um to to pick him up and have he's going to be out basically the entire year yeah like, he tore his achilles at his pro day so he will be out the full year um so it's like, what is like when are you ready to take this this leap on a player i'm not going to do it here i don't think the jaguar should i don't think we're the team that should do it i think a team he'd be better suited on a team that's frankly just better especially um, because you took his teammate number one overall you don't you don't need another edge yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really tempted by Devin Lloyd out of Utah just because he's absolutely phenomenal. And he makes a difference. Linebacker's sort of a need for the Jags. Lost Miles Jack. Linebacker, 
linebacker is definitely a little bit of a need. Um, but we also just picked up that guy from Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah. Spent quite a bit of money on him. So I'm I'm really kind of leaning towards Traylon Burks here. Do it. Should I, should um, I pull the so trigger? That, yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the I'm taking Traylon Burks here with the 33rd pick. Love it. And I'm leaning heavy, like I said, into we're giving Trevor Lawrence everything we can. Everything, everything, everything. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see what we can we, what we can make happen. And Traylon Burks is – Oscar said he was his fifth guy. I haven't really ranked out my wide receivers at, at this point. Um, but he's a good player. He is a stud. He did very, a lot of things. Very good. Uh, super capable guy. So, I, you know, I'm happy, I'm happy to add him to my team. Yeah, uh, so there are three picks between when the Jags picked and when the Texans picked, and two of them were safety, which kind of stinks because I'm a huge Jalen Petrie fan. He was super good at Baylor. Uh, I would have loved for him to slip, but that's okay because some other guys are still on the board. Devin Lloyd, you considered him. I definitely should consider him. Kobe Dean, Quay Walker, crazy that those guys both went to Georgia. If I had not gone wide receiver at absolutely. 13, I would absolutely be hammering Sky Moore here. Uh, he would be a perfect slot guy next to Brandon Cooks. This is about the range when people are going to start considering Brees Hall, um, the who will be the first running back taken. Uh, I just am not a draft or running back this early guy. I think that I will be drafting Tyler Smith, the guard from Tulsa. Uh, because the Texans need a guard, and uh, he's very good. So that will be my pick. I like it. I like it. Um, he is a a big man. He's a stellar inside offensive line, and I'm a little nervous that we haven't taken any offensive line thus far. And I know we're only two picks in, but <laughs> offensive line is absolutely a need. And Yeah. Oh, that stinks. So I said that stinks because, and I, I wouldn't have taken him here because we just took Traylon Burks, but um, John Mechie is off the board. He got taken by the Bills at the back of round two. And yeah, there was John, a huge run on wide receivers. Right. John Mechie, I think he should absolutely be a target for the Jaguars. Yeah. Because he's a freaking stud if he comes back from that injury. Yep. And I agree. I, yeah, I, I'm all for it. Um, so the Jags okay. are on the board. Big Marv, DeMarvin Leal out of AM is still on the board, uh, which stinks for him at 65, but he did not test super well. So it sort of makes sense. No. Um, Got some. And I'm telling you right now, I can already tell you who, who we're looking at. Okay. Two guys. Um, well, actually, there's three guys. DeMarvin Leal, the fact that he's still here intrigues me. I'm a, I'm a bit of a homer on that, but we need <laughs> and it's it. a steal, man. 65 defensive line been falling. I think, and I think he's still fantastic. There's a reason why he came into the season. People thought he'd be a top 10 pick. Um, so that's really interesting. If you scroll down a little bit more, um, I think on this podcast at some point in the last couple months, you said that he still should be a top 20 pick. So. Um, Brian Asamoah, you can stop uh, going down. Brian Asamoah, the linebacker out of Oklahoma, 
is super good and something we should look at. And then if you scroll up a little bit more, um, the lineman Dylan Parham out of Memphis, um, he fits the need of offensive line. And also I know for a fact, he is one of the people that the Jaguars have been very aggressive in speaking with and meeting with prior to the draft. So legitimately I could very, I could very easily see him being a target here. Um, So is he the pick? I yeah, I'm gonna take Dylan Parham. Good for you, man. That's who I, I would have taken. So I'm taking him. I'm oh, trying to Big Mark oh, goes number two. I'm trying my best to stick with like the things I'm saying. And I we needed offensive line. We already took a defensive end. Like stick with that stuff and, and we need like at the end of the day we needed it. We needed it bad. So I'll tell you right now, if if DeMarvin Leal was still on the board at 68, I'd be taking him, but the Lions took him two picks before us, um, and he'll, he'll fit right in there if that's where he goes. I am tempted by Isaiah Spiller. I think that he is slipping on boards, and that's a mistake. He's maybe the best running back in pass protection out of this draft. Um, very, very underrated as a pass catcher. This might be... Yeah, might be my homer talking. Leo Chanel, linebacker out of Wisconsin, very, very in on him. He is like the Devin Lloyd that you can draft two rounds later. Isaiah Likely, the tight end from Coastal Carolina, tested as the best tight end prospect that anyone has ever seen, um, like athletically. So that's awesome. If I had not just gone... Offensive lineman, I'd probably be going Darian Kennard. Very good. And then Nick Benito, the edge out of Oklahoma, I'm 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 pretty close to pulling the trigger on him. I think he's gonna be really good and you can never have enough uh DNs. Between Kayvon, him, and uh Greenard, who's already mm-hmm. on the Texans. Uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And the Jags are back on the clock. Do it, man. And Back on the clock, and Nick Benito is genuinely someone who I would think about if he was still here, if you hadn't taken him. Um, I agree with you. The kid's the kid's great. Um, <clears throat> so I have mentioned Brian Asamo out of, out of Oklahoma, linebacker. Um, Isaiah Likely is certainly someone to think about because the tight end situation definitely is not figured out for the Jaguars. Um, you got Dan Arnold. <laughs> You know, it wasn't bad for us, but, no. you know, I don't know if I can, I'm not, I'm not in love with the, the tight end pick here. I'm going to go with Brian Asamoah. I knew you home. would. I knew you would. All right. Likely no. slip to us. So the deal is that. Oh, we made it. Uh, the deal with the linebacker situation for the Jaguars is we have some potential. We have a lot of potential with our linebacking. Um, Clavon Chason, who I've almost given up on, is a high draft capital guy that we took a couple years back. We just Oof. signed. We just signed a Luakun, who should hopefully soak up tackles. Um, Josh Allen is technically a linebacker, although he doesn't really play that position. No, he's an edge. We've got a couple guys in the in the linebacker room, and that we've drafted recently who could turn it on for us but 
adding adding um um the kid out of Oklahoma would go a long way for us. Yeah, Brian Osmore. Brian Osmore, that's right. So Sam Howell's still on the board in the third round. I did not even realize that uh someone will pick him before now, but that's crazy. I will not be doing that. Isaiah Likely is who I wanted to slip to us, and that will probably be my pick. Some other guys are a lot of linebackers. Channing Tindall, who's a who's like the third linebacker out of Georgia. Crazy that he's made it this far. A lot of other tight ends. Some really good O-linemen still. Ed Ingram, Aram Lucas. Fedarian Mathis from Alabama. Dude is a beast. Uh, defensive tackle. And then Marcus Jones, the corner from Houston. He's really undersized. I think he's like 5'9", but he was the best punt and kick returner in the nation last year. And then James Cook, the running back from Georgia. That's Dalvin Cook's younger brother. So those are all the guys that I'd consider. But I think I'm going to go Isaiah Likely. He's a value here uh, and will pair nicely with our tight end that we drafted last year. Absolutely. I think we got quite a weight. A little bit of time. 106, 107, 108 is all Jags Texans. So that's... That's the good stuff. Michael Clemens out of AM just went to the Chiefs. So that, that'd be a good fit. All right, Sammy, who do you want here? All right, let's see what we got. Um, let me go ahead and scroll down a little bit. Um, okay. So off the bat, the two guys I'm looking up, looking for. Um, if you want to scroll back up a little bit, cornerback uh, out of Clemson, Mario Goodrich. Yeah. And the safety out of Pittsburgh, Demari Mathis. Um, Mario Goodrich out of Clemson. He is um, by no means like, I mean, there's a reason why he's not a top pick, but he put up really good numbers in the ACC, which is, Decently, yeah, it's a decent league in the in the in the uh, nation. Um, he he's a quality cornerback, which at this point you can't get really picky. You just got to take stabs at guys. They're quality cornerbacks have some sort of upside. Safety is a bigger need for us, technically, because we did just shine, sign Shaquille Griffin last year. We have done some stuff with our cornerbacks recently, um, and. Uh, <clears throat> Mathis, like he was pretty good, and I I think I'm leaning towards safety a little bit more here, just because getting a good safety right now, like I don't think Goodrich is like has it in him to be a lockdown corner by any means, but sa- having a good safety is like Huge. it goes along, it goes it goes a long way with. Um, like how the defense runs in game. Yeah. The, the current state of the NFL, too high safety is like you have to have it. So, right. So I'm going to go with Demari Mathis here. Good pick. pick. He would have been my pick if he was still on the board. Um, yeah. I think that I'm going to go Martin Emerson, the Mississippi State corner, instead of Goodrich out of Clemson. Both very good, both fourth round corners. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, the Texans do need a corner. And then 
Brian Robinson, the Alabama running back, is very tempting. And we're sort of getting into the range where I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go the running yes. back out of Florida actually, Damian Pierce. He might be my favorite running back in the draft, and I didn't realize that he was still on the board, so I will be picking him. I have seen a lot of Jags Twitter talking about him. Not Jags, uh Texans Twitter talking about him. Yeah, he uh he only got a hundred carries at Florida last year, which might seem like a bad thing. Uh most in most cases, but Dan Mullen was a bad coach. And so he just did not use his players well enough. And he has very little tread on his tires as a running back. So I like that. We are moving on. Uh, We've got a big stretch here where the Jags and Texans don't pick, but I see the Jags coming up. Ooh, that's, that sucks. Oh, Bryant. Okay. Okay. So the two guys I was looking at, looking at left for your cornerback that I definitely knew and wanted to look at was Kobe Bryant out of Cincinnati, who went to the cow to the Cowboys, which I can't even be mad about. Um, two picks before that hurts. Lined up across from Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati, and also um, Josh Joby out of Alabama, yeah. who went a couple of picks before that. Yeah, that is really tough. And that was kind of the last of the cornerbacks that I knew really well and was really interested in. Fair enough. Um, I'm scrolling a little bit. Um, all right. I'll, uh, do you want to draft a corner? I can sort by corner if that's. Like, I recognize some of these names, but we're getting to the point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, scroll back up. Um, I think the corner I'm going to take is if you scroll down a little bit, I think I'm going to take Darion Kendrick. Yeah, Georgia. Like, he's a bit of a leap here, but we don't have a pick for a while, and I'm going to trust the athleticism here. Yeah. And, you know. I'll tell you right now. Oh, you go ahead. The later rounds really are the picks where you can start to take those just – Yeah, take You take your guy. Our guy physical traits. You take know? your guy. Mm-hmm. Jalen Weidermeyer off the board. Dang. I will say I like that there are a corner named Kobe Bryant and a lineman named Chris Paul in this draft. Yeah. All right. Jags like on the that. board. Yeah. Let's speed run here because we're running a little late. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm straight up. I'm going based on position here. I'm going in, in the offensive lineman Thayer Munford out of Ohio State. Also, um, Munford is a perfect lineman name. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I was hoping that JT Woods, the safety out of Baylor, would fall, but he didn't. So I will go Verone McKinley, the third out of Oregon, who is also very good, because the Texans were needing a safety at this point. And the Jags are back on the board. Jags are back again. Um, let's go. Um, I'm going to take another wide receiver here. Good. Justin Ross out of Clemson. That would have uh, been my pick. He, he performed at Clemson. And, yeah, Clemson was really disappointing this last season. But 
Um, he was, he's been there a couple of years and he's, he's shown up on big stages before. That's enough to, for me to take a flyer on him. The reason um, that he is this far down is because he had a back injury uh, and has right. suffered with that. Very good. Yeah. So um, with one of these picks, we've back to back picks here for the Jaguars. I'm going to take a cornerback. Okay. I'm going to go uh, back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll go with just the highest rated cornerback left on the board, Josh Thompson out of Texas. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Drafting a Longhorn, Sam. I know. I know. Um, after that. I'll tell you who I would be picking. Yeah. Helen Deesh. The uh, tackle from Arizona State. A couple months ago, he was going to go in the second round. He's fallen a little bit, but he did test pretty decently, and the Jags need some. All right. I'll, I'll take that. And he can. He can put some pressure on our tackles who, frankly, while they are entrenched a little bit, they are not that great. I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, I might go corner again. Actually, I'm going to draft Tyquan Thornton, the wide receiver from Baylor. Speedster. Fill in for Jamison Williams while he is out. Mm -hmm. And hopefully make a name for himself. And then uh, it doesn't really matter who I pick. Uh, the thing says that the Texans have a need at tackle. I don't necessarily agree, but I'm going to take the highest rated tackle, Obina Eze, out of TCU. So I'll do that. All right, coming up on pick 222, the Jaguars. Yeah, we are 40-something uh, uh, picks from the end of the draft, and I don't think the Texans pick again, so. Um, boy, I am going to, you know what? We're picking this one off of name, bring it up a little bit. Jeffrey Gunter, edge out of Coastal Carolina. Beautiful pick. Beautiful pick. Good name. Great name. Good name. And again, I have no idea who that is. I haven't seen him play. However, oh man, if Leon, if I realized Leon O'Neill was still on the board, I probably would have taken him. Just, just does A and M. He's a boy, and his safety is a problem. Um, let's see. Just Sean Corbin, former Aggie. True. Um, I'm gonna take. Smoke Dude, Monday. I, I would have taken him. Smoke Monday is my pick. Safety out of Auburn. Great pick. Uh, I'll tell you that my pick was just taken from me. I would have taken Bailey Zappi, the quarterback from Western Kentucky, just because he's got a cannon and might as well have another uh, quarterback on the roster. But the Texans' final pick, he's still on the board. I will be taking Matt Ariza, the punter from San Diego State. He is named Punt God for a reason. So that will be our final pick. And I think that's the end of the draft because Cardinals pick 256, and that'll do it. Mr. Irrelevant was? Oh, it didn't show us. I'll I'll scroll all the way down. Nick Ford, lineman out of Utah. Good for you, man. Okay, quick rundown. We'll just do the first couple rounds. Who did you? Who did the Jags take? 
Yeah, we took Aiden Hutchinson. We took Traylon Burks with our second round pick. Dylan Parham in the third. Uh, Brian Asamoah out of Oklahoma. Uh, we took, and then uh, Damari Mathis with our fifth pick uh, out of Pittsburgh. Beautiful. The Texans picked Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge out of Oregon. I think I say that wrong. I think it's Thibodeau, but um, Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama. Tyler Smith, lineman from Tulsa. Nick Benito, another edge. And then Isaiah Likely at tight end with pick 80. And I think that's a good place to stop. Thank you guys for sticking with us through that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm fully prepared for in a week from now being completely wrong. We're going to take Trayvon Walker first. We're going to – I'm going to be way off. And let's be clear, if the Jaguars end up taking Trayvon Walker first overall, you will not meet a bigger Trayvon Walker fan. Well, yeah, you got to support your guy. But uh, I really hope they don't. I really hope they don't. For your mental health, I also hope they don't. Uh, for my mental like I'm, health, I'm okay. I sort of hope that you do because I think there's a pretty good chance the Texans pick Trayvon Walker if he's still on the board for us. Yeah, I, I am. I'm at the point where like I'm okay saying like. It would crush me if this actually happened for sure, but I'm okay saying right now that if he's going to break out and be a star in this league, I'm okay. I'm okay knowing we did the right thing. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I have a sinking feeling that we will be taking Trayvon Walker. I also think that. Um, but we'll see. And we will be live, as Sam has reminded us, on Thursday, I think the draft starts at 7. Uh, we might get on a little bit before then just to get all set up. Um, yeah. But I'm excited. The draft is so fun, guys. It's so fun. I And what a time for sports in general with the NBA playoffs going on, with the draft going on. Baseball is happening. If there's anyone that still likes baseball, I mean. Yeah. What a time it's for a good sports. Time to, be a, to be a sports fan, that's for sure. So thank well, you guys. I'll close this out here. Thank you to Sammy. Thank you to mm-hmm. Thayer Munford. And thank you as always to our loyal listeners and fans for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week. <laughs>